podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Oh. No. Dreaming away. Focus. 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 So yeah, yesterday I went to the beach over in Big Sur. Big Sur, beautiful place. Just south of where I live. It was probably like a 20-minute drive, maybe. It wasn't too bad. Okay, that's not bad. But it was this secret beach that this photographer knew about. We were there, and uh, he was taking pictures. It was fun. It was it was kind of cool because there was like a, this little trail that was definitely overgrown, you know, when like people don't take care of trails. And it kind of yeah, like... Little. There was like a, f- a foot maybe where you had to like walk down the cliff on these like steps with like bushes smacking you the entire time. Off the beaten path. Yeah, but that's you as you know, like we've done a lot of like woods adventuring in our bushwhacking. Up, in our up- <laughs> if 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 one would call Don't it sugarcoat that. it. Bushwhacking. Bushwhacking's what we did. You know that's where all the best stuff is, is where people don't really know except like locals or like people who have like gone there all their life. And this was one of those places. It was so cool. There was like a stream coming down out of the mountains that went out out to the beach, and it was a pretty big beach with like these really high cliffs. So there's no way to get into this beach except that trail that we came down. So unless you knew about it, you weren't getting there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you could see for miles down one way, miles down the other way, and it was a pretty wide stream. I mean, it's been raining lately, so I'm not surprised we actually have some water in drought-stricken California. But it was cool, the uh, the river kind of flowing down into the ocean. It's it's always neat to see that. Yeah, man. Uh, especially Cali's ocean. Completely different than the East Coast Ocean. It was Dark as shit. Cold, cold as, as hell. Shit. Yeah, I was going to say, it was uh, cold as shit. The water came up yeah. on me a couple of times to get my feet and my jeans wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of where you are, the ocean's always cold. Well, this is American Slacker Podcast on Matthew. And I'm Jesse. And as always, we want to start the show off by saying, recommend the show to a friend. That always helps out. It's the best way to get our show out to the people who would enjoy it, because you know best who would enjoy listening to us. We have a YouTube up and running, so send them on over there. They can listen to all of our past episodes and all of our new ones that come out. And also, don't forget, we have the Patreon up with some new gifts going on, especially you can play with the Slackers on the fourth Saturday of every month on Xbox Live. Yeah, that's brand new. Our first time uh, will be the end of this month in May. So if you donate any at any level, you'll be able to uh, get an invite to that play session on Xbox, and that should be fun. I'm, I'm kind of pumped for that. Hell yeah. The more the merrier. Let's uh, get a raging crew on GTA or something. Yeah. Tear oh, shit man. up. Get a little biker gang going. Hell yeah. A little. A Hell little yeah. We night- got the clubhouse. You little- just bring the bike and you. A little nightstick action going on some oh. cars. Ooh, crowbar. Hit, hit somebody with a crowbar. That's my thing. There you go. Maybe a hatchet. 
Bust, bust out some windows out in the desert there. But we love interacting with you guys, and we love playing video games, so we figured we'd do the two. And another thing we wanted to mention at the intro of the show is that the, the world has suffered a great loss. Um, On a Saturday night. people, you probably, you probably already know, Christopher Big Black Boykin has passed away. Um, most famous from, you know, Rob Dierdrich's sidekick. A lot of people don't know that he's actually, he served the Navy as well, so he's a veteran. Just a great overall guy, and uh, responsible for making a whole shit ton of people laugh. And, you know, I'm one of those people, I know you are, Jesse, we both watched the show and, and got a Absolutely. kick out of the whole comedic element they got. these guys introduced to reality TV that was a different take on it. Oh, for sure. It, it was really funny to watch them uh, playing around. It was like watching two, two really good friends hanging out. So Yeah, yeah. And, and we kind of grew up watching that, for sure. Hell yeah, man. I always, like, I, I was talking to you, I'll always remember, like, the Netgun episode was one of my favorites, where they're just, like, Rob's just running around fucking shit up with the, the fucking Netgun. And, right, or sketching on the know. pony. Or oh, hang, my God, yeah. Or hanging yeah. out with their with their uh, bulldog, I forget the bulldog's name. Meatball, uh, I meaty. think? Meaty. Meaty, baby. There you go. So, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate news. We don't like starting off with sad news, but uh, we wanted to pay tribute and just say, you know, he made us laugh. Yeah. Rest in peace, Big Black. A little remembrance, yep. So on this show, we're going to have a little fun. We got the uh, bizarre news, as always. And uh, we're going to play a little game a little later on. I got a, a little game prepared for Jesse. I'm ready. Mother's Day edition. Let's fucking do it. Get, I'll, bring, I'll take on any mom. Bring it on. Oh, God. So Jesse's <laughs> going to be in the octagon with any mom that's willing to take him. Take um, on all covers. It will be interesting. Maybe we'll get a video feed. We'll see. We'll Bonus see content for out. Patreon only, people. Patreon only. There you go. <laughs> um, and also, we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of movie suggestions. Yeah. And review. Don't want to miss that. But we always like to start out with bizarre news and weed news to top it off. We got some big news from south of the border. Mexican Congress approves use of medical marijuana. The Mexican Lower House Congress has passed a bill to legalize the use of marijuana and cannabis for medical scientific needs. It's a step closer to outright legalization for a country long scarred by warring drug cartels, which is true. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I'm sure it's a step because they're realizing that the only way to eliminate the profit that the cartels gain is to legalize the drugs that they it's the main income that they have is is drugs in general and uh they ship a lot of medical marijuana well, medical marijuana they ship a lot of marijuana up north um let alone other drugs goes into the black and, market yeah so why not take away from them and get it on the books and regulate yeah so the measure passed on the general floor with a vote of 30 371 in favor and seven against with 11 abstentions and now thc is classified as therapeutic under Mexican law. Mexican federal law. Therapeutic as fuck. Um, another note. Mar- uh, marijuana has become legal in the ninth state, Vermont, on the 10th. Which uh, is a big step. And, you know, being a neighboring state of New York, it gives me high hopes. I'm hoping that New York gets a gets the idea from its uh, neighbor and maybe we'll, we'll get this shit going over here. Some high hopes from the Green Mountain state. Hell yeah, cheese and weed, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of dairy out there as well. Hell yeah, they got some really good cheese. Every time I'm in Vermont, I, uh, I might stop for some cheese. I think the uh, shout out to Cabot. I think Cabot's one of the big uh, cheese Hell yes, makers they are. out there. Yeah, they're one of the mainstream 
but like there's a lot of places you could just stop to like make their own cheeses and man i've had some dank cheeses in vermont that's what's up now they get some dank other stuff in vermont too yeah now they got some really dank other stuff so that's so, that's vermont massachusetts yeah man and uh so it's leading to new york you're surrounded what are you gonna do you're gonna have to Can't embrace it new york yeah down with the nugs and speaking of nugs, our next story here, we're talking about the chicken nugs. Look at all those chickens! And what we have here is a young lad named Carter Wilkerson has sent a tweet out to Wendy's. And he said, yo, Wendy's, how many retweets for a year free of chicken nuggets? Wendy's responded, 18 million. And Carter said, consider it done. Damn, ambitious. And, and this kid's well on his way. He's actually surpassed... The highest retweeted tweet of all time, which was held by Ellen DeGeneres, at 3.4 million retweets. And currently he's at 3.5 million. A week and a half after he made his initial tweet, he actually got to appear on Ellen's show. She's helping him out a little bit, but she said, you know, you can't use my name to really to surge yourself to 18 million. But, I mean, without a doubt, that's definitely helping him out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, she actually even made a funny Twitter post on her own about uh, it said Nugget Boy is here today. You know what they say: keep your friends close and your Twitter competition closer. He beat her, right? Yeah, oh, he surpassed her. He's at 3.5 million. Hers was at 3.4 million, um, and you know a couple hundred thousand. And it was actually the image um, way back at the Oscars with her and Bradley Cooper. Um, Brad Pitt was in the picture, and quite a few other celebrities. Now this kid's well on his way, and uh, furthermore, Wendy's will donate $100,000 to the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. Nice. So it's also on top of, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of good coming out of it, besides this kid getting his free nuggets. <laughs> um, on the downside, there hasn't it hasn't been discussed how many nuggets per day the kid will be allotted. Now that's an issue I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned with. I mean, if they're only going to give him a four-piece a day... Is it really worth the trip? And our sauce is included with that. If you don't got no sauce, then you're lost. Mm -hmm. But you can also get lost in the sauce. I mean, if he has to go get these nuggets and then pay for his sauce, I don't know if that's a deal. You know I mean? Come on. I'm hoping they Order throw in. I think, I think when it, you get nuggets, even if they're free, you're allotted one sauce per four piece. One sauce per... But I mean, what if they're like, okay, you get a 10-piece, but one sauce. That's not enough sauce for 10 nuggets. You, you gotta pay for... You gotta cut your losses and pay the 60 cents or whatever it's gonna be if you want that <sighs> that ranch or honey mustard going down. You want the extra sauce. Maybe you want two different sauces to oh, change course. it up. Oh, you know? Who doesn't want that? That's the spice of life. Flavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah savor the flavor of your free nuggets when you get that tweet. So we tweeted it. We actually retweeted it when we found out about this. Hell yes. Get it out there. Adding to his numbers there. We got some statistics on Twitter because we were like, how many, you know, he needs 18 million to get these free nuggets. How, how many people are actually on Twitter? Estimates right now range around 320 million users. So it's a decent percentage of the total, but it's possible. And yeah, so that that'll be interesting to see if he ends up making it. Hopefully we can uh, touch base and see if he gets his free nuggets or not. Yeah, I'm hoping for the kid. I mean, come on. He's going through a lot of trouble to just score some free nuggets for one year. That's not as much trouble as the next kids in our following story here went through to get a little bit of Tim Hortons. Now, if oh. anyone's not aware of what Tim Hortons is, it's like Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. 
they got some good stuff there. Their mac and cheese is really good. They actually have like hot sandwiches and stuff. It's, it's pretty okay. awesome. Okay, yeah, I haven't actually heard of Tim Hortons before. Up in Ontario, an eight-year-old boy and his six-year-old brother escaped unharmed after they allegedly crashed the pe- their parents' truck into a Tim Hortons. Jesus Christ, these kids. Now, this kind of is a bit of a callback to episode 36, which was two episodes ago. That was uh, Extraterrestrial Moped Asshole. And the kids in that situation drove themselves to McDonald's. It was like a brother and a little sister. An eight-year-old, right? (laughs) Yeah, their combined age didn't even equal like 14, I believe. And they drove to McDonald's perfectly fine. He said he watched YouTube videos. These guys, it didn't work out too well for them. They crashed into the Tim Hortons. Shit, they should have watched that YouTube video. They were going to get breakfast. That's all they wanted to do, you know? They didn't have enough training like the other kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, again, watch the YouTube tutorials, people. You'll be surprised what you pick up. The truck hopped the curb and veered into a field where it became stuck after hitting the the drive through in the Tim Hortons. They lost control of the vehicle. We're losing the trees up here or something. Is that a kitty on the road? I need a fucking kitty on the road! I mean, when you're eight and six, I hope they had their seatbelts on at least. Maybe they got taught that. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, safety first. And then Tim Hortons. Safety first, then Tim Hortons. You can get in a lot of trouble as a kid if you're not watching the correct YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to be careful. It's easy to end up in trouble if you're a youngin, you know. Hopefully no youngins are listening to us right now because we're not exactly appropriate for that. But our next story here is another pair, it's another youngin, but he did the right thing. What happened is in Tallahassee, Florida, we had a child, I don't know why an 11-year-old child was, purchasing a copy of Grand Theft Auto. Inside, he found something a little off. He opened his gaming booklet to learn the controls for the game. Inside that booklet, he found a baggie containing six grams of meth. Are these your drugs? Look, Dad, it's Where not did my... you get it? Dad, Answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. The Rockstar Director's what? Cut. Oh, man. They're really... They'll do anything to sell games these days, you know what I'm saying? Right, they gotta push the older copies of GTA. Yeah, man, you gotta do something to get them out there, and why not just put six grams of smack up in there? That's how you get them hooked, I guess. The mother, Kayla McAllister, is pretty fucking pissed, and she's making Facebook posts to put out how pissed she is, honestly. Um, To be quoted, she, uh, she said, Today I took my son to GameStop in Tallahassee to trade in games and get some new ones. When he opened a booklet inside of one of the pre-owned games, he found this. A baggie of fucking meth. (laughs) Clearly the game was not properly checked when it was traded in. And because of this carelessness, I could have lost a child. (laughs) This kid should should be smoking any drugs, let alone playing GTA. Oh my god. Yeah, well, meth and GTA, I guess, go together. You know what I mean? Trevor's a meth addict. That's (laughs) true. The main star of it. It So it didn't turn out to be some uh, funny little prop where it was like fake Trevor meth. It was actual meth at the end of the day. Oh, yes. Officers responded. Gadsden County Sheriff's Department actually visited their residence and tested the white substance in the bag, finding it positive for methamphetamine. He's like, I'm going to take this out back and smoke it. I'll know what it is in about 10 seconds. So she called GameStop customer service, and they responded a day later, and they said, Hey, you do you want a replacement video game? Oh, and she really got pissed at that. 
I think an apology would have been more appropriate. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to give her? Like, what is the deal? Like, do you want a booklet without the meth dust on it? What she want? She want Mr. GameStop to come in and fucking tell her that they're going to shut down the store and, like, convert it into a... She wants the goddamn CEO to make an appearance. You can only do so much. I mean, maybe they shouldn't be giving out meth. Maybe they should pre-scan their items when they trade them in and uh, just just verify that there's not six grams of meth inside of a booklet. The person in our next story. I'm curious how you're going to spend this one. It's it's so, I mean, I'm trying to tie it all in and it, I feel bad for this lady. We I just got to dive right into it. Murder, murder suspect tries big penis defense and it might work. So <sighs> this revolves big around. Big dick a, coming through. This revolves around a man, uh, Richard Patterson, 65, who is accused of murder of his girlfriend at the time, Francisca Marquez, who choked to death in her bedroom while performing oral sex on him. He now is asking (laughs) the judge if he can show his penis to the jury as part of the evidence to... Will the defendant step up? I'm going to need to see that dick. He he claim his lawyer claims that because of the size of the penis in question it needs to be shown to the jury to get a scope <laughs> of how such an item might clog oh, the throat You just call this dick an item. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to speak legalese in it. So like how <laughs> the how the lawyer would pitch it in a, in the courtroom. So my, my client is hoping to get off by showing his penis to the jury. No, that's not what I meant. Um, let, me, <laughs> let me rephrase that, Your Honor. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that his penis can be shown as evidence to prove that it is possible that this woman choked to death on it by her own volition. He, he, he wants to be acquitted of all the charges so that he's not put up on murder, you know? I just feel sorry for the guy. He killed a girl with his dick, and now he's got to show it to a jury. Well, I mean, you're just you're in the moment. He might, you know, like he's he's enjoying the moment, and then he looks down, and he's got a dead girl attached to his dick. See, I feel like that doesn't quite happen. That's never wait. That's never happened to you. I mean, wait, what? You've never you've never killed? Oh, okay. We have a quote from Dr. (laughs) Michael Baden, a former New York City uh, medical examiner who has performed numerous autopsies over his five-decade career. He says there's been quite a number of ways that sexual activity can lead to inadvertent deaths, but he's never seen heard, seen or heard of choking on a penis in that 50 years that he's been working. Yeah, I would assume most of it's like that whole deal with the asphyxiation and suffocation, uh, maybe the belt thing, where dudes get off on the whole belt yeah, weirdness. Yeah, there's definitely you know? ways for it to go wrong, for sure. I've heard of a lady who uh, mid-coitus fucking burned her arm on a heater because, you know, things were going way too good for her. Things were too heated, and then she got burned. Try His lawyer has a very interesting defense for him. Oh, well, if he wins, he's going to have a hell of a case. Yeah, I mean... He's the guy that won that case where the guy choked the girl with his dick. That just that just means if he gets off of for murder, he has, a like, legal documents stating his dick is too big. Well, no, he's got a document that says his dick is lethal. Yeah. I mean, he's going to pick up all it's the chicks. Like, listen, I'm just going to warn you. Last chick I was with, I killed her with this dick. 
So I don't know if you can handle this. And they let me off. <laughs> Fuck it. That's crazy, man. He's like, got, is it like he's, registered as a his, weapon now? His dick has a license to kill if he gets off. Oh of my! This. It basically does. That's that's the first what it comes dick down with to. a license to kill. It's like James Bond of dicks. Oh my god! Well, moving along to another uncomfortable situation. Now, flying on a plane is pretty uncomfortable as is. Um, at least for me, I'm not a fan of flying on planes. No matter what, I just I'm a little off. You know, I don't I don't like it. You know, there's something about being thirty thousand feet or whatever up in the air that's just it's not cool to me. I don't like it. I don't like trusting this metal tube flying through the air. Now let's make that even more uncomfortable. You're flying on an Alaskan Airlines and a crate of fucking bees breaks loose. Oh God! There's bees everywhere. Bees! Bees in the car! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! This is an actual story that's gone on on two occasions. Alaska Airlines has had an incident with a bee supply out of Portland. And uh, apparently they don't like to package their bees the proper ways. And they've had two different shipments break loose. Apparently they use a type of netting to keep these bees contained to the boxes. And uh, they didn't fasten the nets tight Fucking enough. Fucking volleyball nets? What are they using? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why these bees were on this plane like this. Like, they have wings, goddammit. Make them fly themselves. <laughs> Teach these bees to go in migratory patterns to Alaska. Yeah, train these fuckers. Now we have a man named Nathan Bromley who's pretty upset because he placed the order for these bees and now he's dealing with a financial loss because he paid for them and they never showed because they broke loose on the plane and God knows that the fucking people on the plane probably smashed them and went on a fucking rage trying to deal with <laughs> bees loose in a fucking metal tube that you're concealed to and you can't escape. Bees on a plane, so that's like the sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Samuel L. Jackson wasn't there to help save the day. That's the issue. I'm tired of these motherfucking bees on this motherfucking plane. I hope they had some fucking raid on that plane because that's just fucking horrible. Yeah, how do you stop bees on a plane? What's your, your go-to method? I'm taking both my shoes off and I'm fucking swinging. If you're in the way, you're getting clocked. I, I'm fucking pissed. Submachine gun. Some machine gun. <laughs> that seems like a logical way to deal with bees on a plane. No, I'm mean, going with it. I your weapons like. are useless. Wait, why does he have a fucking Mac 44 on the plane? <laughs> no, I mean, every, every, every pl- bee, or plane with bees on it comes with some machine guns. That's just... Yeah, that's it's FAA. logical. That's FAA yeah. code. Yeah. And you just have to be a trained sniper to deal with that, because, I mean, let's talk the bullets are the same size as the bee. A sniper taking out individual bees? That'd be insane. On a plane? When you're dealing with thousands of bees, you, could, you he better be loaded. Like, I want to see a guy with clips mounted to his chest. Like, a hundred fucking clips, just like on a vest. Like, I, he's just I, like... That's the, new, that's the new trailer I saw for that Liam Neeson movie coming out. I think you're right. I think I did see him in there. How do with these fucking bees? I've got to get these bees off this fucking plane. It's the gray part too. It's the same guy. He just got out of the woods and he's on a plane to get going home. And then these fucking bees come out of nowhere. Liam can't catch a break. We're surrounded by fucking bees. Now, surprisingly, Alaska Airlines has not banned shipments of bees. They've just banned the asshole that didn't know how to contain his bees. 
Alaskan Airlines ships around 24,000 bees or 24,000 pounds of bees a year. Which 24,000 pounds of bees? That must be a shit ton of bees. Cause how much? How much does a bee really weigh? How do you weigh a bee? I mean, you just like stick them in a box and like fucking weigh it. But I mean, what about the ones that are flying and they're not? They're like. They're not really getting weighed. I was imagining a guy in a bee suit with like a shovel or like a little. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's just know? scooping them onto scooping a them fucking. On, like a. <laughs> a scale. Yeah. They're flying everywhere. <gasps> it's like I can't get like an exact. I can't number. keep up with this. <laughs> I can't. I just keep scooping. It's like I give you and an the estimate. Bees keep getting away. We got like a rough estimate for you because like half of them are flying. Oh, scooping it's here. a messy job. It's like how, it's a job how many pounds really of bees wants. can I put you down for? So. If you're flying Alaskan Airlines, be fucking careful. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to be careful. Be fucking careful of the bee. Be courteous. Zuh. Be careful. Be vigilant. <laughs> Watch out for motherfuckers like the guy in our next clip. We have oh, our funny man. clip of the episode. Matt found a fucking gem here. Now, we got this asshole who thinks he's in GTA, and uh, we've come to the conclusion we think he's on some serious drugs because he's just having at it. And we've got a guy that's stealing vehicles left and right, just crashing them into other vehicles with no remorse. Tries to make a break for it on foot, and he uh, busts his ass, and it's a, it's a pretty good one. It, it definitely feels like you're watching the overhead view in GTA with like a meth head character or something. Perfectly placed helicopter cam. It really is. It does a very whoever the pilot is did a very good job of following this asshole around. Kudos to that helicopter pilot. Hell yeah. So keep an eye on our social media feed and uh, definitely check this out. Yeah, we'll post that up there. Uh, I, I don't think we've hammered down a day yet for our funny clips, but we're gonna we're gonna figure out which day we want to do that from now on, and uh, we'll we'll get that out to you. But it'll be up there sometime next week. All right, and that wraps it up for our bizarre news. And now we're gonna play a little fucking game. So I hope you're ready, Jesse. I'm ready. Bring it on. I'm ready for this game. It's been a little while since I played a game. All right, so neither of us are brothers, but we're still going to have fun with this holiday. Bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> so Mother's Day is it's one kind of, of the inappropriate most... for Mother's Day, I guess. Y- yeah, I wouldn't. Respect motherfucker from is not a word to be used. That's the one day a year where motherfucker is a term that should not be used. I mean, unless you're, you know, getting some from a mob. Respect, yeah. respect, respect from here on out. Mother's Day game will not include the MFs. No MFs from here out. At least until we get to the movies. Yeah. Oh, then we're dropping them. Now, starting it out, Mother's Day is one of the most commercial holidays there are. You know, you gotta make moms happy. You gotta buy them some, some stuff, you know? You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm gonna start you out with... Uh, the number one thing that's commercialized gift cards you know mother's day cards okay now i want you to tell me how many mother's day cards you would think are exchanged annually in the united states now option a 50 million option b 130 million option c 300 million uh, I'm gonna go middle of the road on this and say 130 million. You are correct, sir. About 133 million Mother's Day cards are exchanged annually in the United States, and this is all according to the Greeting Card Association. The same motherfuckers that started all the holidays just you, to make profit. You broke the motherfucker rule. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> the first one! 
Yeah, we don't abide by any rules. So from let's not kid each other. So from here on out, <laughs> we'll try our best. We'll try for the our next very few best to not use the word motherfucker. <laughs> from ah. here on out. From here on from, out. From there on out. No more of the that word. That word there. Now I want you to tell me what you think is the most. Where, where the most money is spent on Mother's Day from these these three options. Now, option A, you have outings, you know, bring your mom out, get her dinner, you know, movies, whatever you might do. Okay. Option B, get mom flowers. You want to get her a nice bouquet, you know, you get her a ton of roses or something, really nice, you know, whatever. And option C is the Big Bang jewelry. Ooh. Now, what do you think? I feel like flowers would be the obvious choice. And now is this this is the most money spent? The most money spent on a year. I'm gonna go jewelry because it's a big ticket item usually. I wanted to give you an easy one. I didn't think you'd get the first one. So you're correct. Wow. Now jewelry is on an average of a year four point two billion dollars is spent on mothers for jewelry. Because we all know sh shiny things sell. Oh yeah. It's just followed by 4.1 billion on average for outings, taking mom to dinner or the movies or whatever such activities. And then Flowers is in the third running with 2.4 billion dollars. They're a little bit cheaper, but I'm sure a lot more people buy the flowers. A lot of people probably buy the flowers, but yes, like you're saying, they're a lot cheaper than, you know, taking mom to to the movies or of course buying jewelry. Now, let's get into the history of Mother's Day. Now, the idea originates a little bit back so what I'm gonna have you do is choose what year you think is appropriate for the first mention idea of bringing Mother's Day as an actual holiday not the day that it originated as a holiday but when it was first mentioned that hey maybe we should make a special day for moms okay option a you have 1750 option B you have 1872 and option C you have 1936. I'm gonna guess it's been like around for a while. I'm gonna go 1936. You are incorrect, sir. Ah. Uh, in 1872, option B, Julia Ward Howe, who is a pacifist, suffragette, and writer of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, first suggests Mother's Days in the United States. She suggests the day as a day mothers could rally for peace, and for several years she holds an annual Mother's Day meeting in Boston. Okay, cool. So that's where the general idea first came out, and uh, she wanted to make a movement for it. Let's lead to which president made Mother's Day a true holiday? President Woodrow Wilson, Grover Cleveland, or Theodore Roosevelt? Huh. Uh, the first one you said was Grover Cleveland? Yes, sir. Second was Woodrow Wilson, and the third was Theodore Roosevelt. I'm trying to get my history straight here. I'm, I'm gonna go Woodrow Wilson. You are correct. Yeah! May 9th, 1914, Woodrow Wilson signs a bill recognizing Mother's Day as a national holiday. Nice. Closing it out, what are you? You're 3-1, so you basically, you won already. I sealed the deal. Because I only have, I have five questions for you, but we're going to play the last question out this one's for, for the, the fun audience. of it. This one is for the audience. 
The youngest mother on earth was how old? Five, eight years old, or 12 years old? Um, that's wow. I'm gonna go with eight. It doesn't matter, but you're incorrect. Ah. In 1939, in Lima, Peru, the youngest mother on record ever delivering a baby, a baby boy, by C-section, she was only five years old. Oh, man. And the baby was raised as her brother. Oh, that's terrible. That's horrible. Five (laughs) years old. Could you imagine? Why was that one for the audience? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I figured we're bizarre. Why not put a bizarre question? I gave him the worst one, though, and I got it wrong. I feel I'm kind of glad you were just hopeful. You were just hopeful that it wasn't that bad. You were like, I I just I just hope uh, uh, just out of toddler isn't producing another human being. But on a serious note, happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Make sure you you call mom. You know. Yeah. You know, every now and again, you you know, make sure you you know if you live away from home. You know, this is gonna be past Mother's Day, of course. But, you know, keep in touch with mom. Make sure your mom knows that you love her. Moms are special. Yep. She brought you into this earth. She might just take you out. You never know. There's been some crazy moments. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> She's coming for you. A little too much last podcast on the left for me. I'm sorry. Some other media you should check out. We got some movies to suggest. Moving on, I have... Hey, it's, an, it's kind of mother-related. It's called The Most Hated Woman in America. Oh, she sounds like a horrible mom. She's great. I, I dig oh. this lady. She she was kind of a curmudgeon, if you if you will. It was this movie was made by Netflix or made made and then put on by Netflix, uh, which is where you can find it. It's about the life of Madeline Murray O'Hare. She's an outspoken activist and founder of American Atheists. She's the woman who is responsible with or I'm sorry, she's the woman responsible for removing prayer from American schools. Okay, up, that's pretty up good. In, up until uh, some point in the 1950s, uh, people were still having to pray in pu- uh, American public school, and you know, people from all religions shouldn't necessarily have to abide, abide. by one singular re- religion. Exactly, and that was her whole point of that. Along with the fact that I think she just liked kind of disrupting the normalcy of things. She she was definitely an outsider. But the movie covers her abduction uh, by... Well, I'm not going to reveal that because I don't want to spoil too much. But it's based all on a true story about this lady who campaigned to essentially remove religion from school. She tried to get it removed from the... Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, and you know, as someone who who calls himself an atheist, I, I I appreciate that kind of stuff. It's someone sticking up for people who you know don't see eye to eye with religion and don't really uh, consider themselves to be part of one religion, because that's what America was founded on. Is you know the, the acceptance of people to have their own religion and not to have it forced upon you. Yes, and not be constricted to one or you you get looked upon as a separate person. You know, like, it's it's dividing. And, yeah, I, I can completely get behind this. You know, regardless of what religion you are, we're all here together. We're all Americans. And she made some interesting points, you know, like when, uh, when she was being sh- shot at by people who claimed to be, you know, Christian. And she would say, how if you're 
going to commit murder, how can you call yourself a Christian? And they're pissed when they're pissed off about the fact that she's trying she's trying to get prayer removed in public schools. So it's and, and she also like talked to uh, she debated religious leaders who eventually went on the road with her so that they could go both go and make money it, it's i'm not sure how much is fictionalized in the movie versus like the actual life of the woman but she de- she actually was abducted she did uh fight for people who are atheist in america and she fought for well she fought for freedom of religion and, and the first amendment is how i like to look at it yes and yeah I always love a good movie that's based on a true, you know, true events, and especially when it has a historical event like this. Um, Definitely. With, with a positive end of it, yeah. Um, so check out The Most Hated Woman in America. That's on Netflix. Yeah, easy access. It's definitely what I'll have to check out. I have not seen it, but... Uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix movies. They, uh, they're putting some good stuff out. Netflix is always on cue. They always are. Now, the movie I'm going to bring to you is not available on Netflix yet, um... It's a recent movie. It's called Get Out. And it is the directorial debut of Jordan Peele. You might know this guy from Key and Peele. Now, you might be used to Key and Peele's comedic sketch comedy, but this is not exactly a sketch comedy. What we have here is an American horror film, and uh, I will say it does have a lot of humorous points in it, and uh, I really appreciated that. It was a, uh, a good mix-up. And it touched on a lot of race issues, and um, I really love the way he delivered in this film. Now, it's it's a very interesting film. I don't want to give away too much, but you end up with a guy who's abducted, and he's in a weird situation. It's an amazing film. It, I want everybody to go out and check it out. It's something you'll definitely like. Um, it stars Daniel Kalula. Allison Williams and Bradford Whitford, which a lot of people you probably won't recognize those names, but the acting is phenomenal in this film. Allison uh, Williams was uh, on Girls. Was on she HBO's really? See, Girls. I, I, yeah. I didn't watch Girls, so that's why I don't know the name. She was um, also on, uh, or she's also the daughter of Brian Williams, and she's also an evil bitch in this movie. So. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, she's actually the. Oh, I'm not. Again, I don't want to give away too much. Don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give away too much. Um, but this film has actually it's become the number one grossing film for a black director in America, and uh, oh, it wow. only had a four point five uh, four point five million dollar budget, and it grossed over two hundred and six million dollars to this day right now. I heard it did really well on Rotten Tomatoes, also. Well, yeah, it, it actually has like a ninety nine percent, which is a uh, crazy. That's unheard of. Yeah, and um, you'll find that all over. It has great reviews because it's a solid fucking film. I was highly impressed with this film. The delivery of the the mixture of funny moments that break up the elements of horror in it and the thriller in it, and it's just... Uh, it's not... You know, like some people, like some directors will try to introduce a humor into a horror film, and it just doesn't come off the right way. Right. Well, Peel delivers such a mixture here. It's almost like it's become its own genre, this film. That's um, awesome. I, I haven't been as impressed as I am with this film, with any other film, in a long, long time. Um, it's definitely the favorite I've seen in the last few years. And uh, honestly, I'll just, I'm will just i probably going to rewatch it again very soon. I, I definitely, one of the highest recommended films I've ever recommended on this show. 
Get Out is amazing. And I want everybody out there to check it out. Get out there and see Get Out. I don't, is it still Jordan in theaters? Peele. I think I believe, it, might, it might be in I some theaters. I believe it's still so. in some theaters. Um, uh, it might... I'm not sure. It came out in February 24th. Um, so it might still be playing in the mainstream theaters. And if not, it's going to be in those matinee theaters that every town has. Yep. And that's that's a bargain if you can go see a really good movie like that for a couple, like, five bucks or something. Oh, yeah, man. Especially a film like this. It'll uh, keep you some fucking Chinese food in there under your coat. Fuck yeah. Don't forget Don't the chopsticks. It. Hit that food court. You get yourself, like, an ice cream and then, like, a soda and, like, sneak that shit in. And they're like, well, the ice cream is going to melt in your sweater, dude. You got to be gotta careful eat, with that. You got to eat that Chinese food really quick. And they're gonna they're gonna stop you on the way, and they're gonna be like that. I can clearly see all the Chinese food. The rice has been trailing Listen, in from the. You entrance. got three quarts of lo mein under your sweater. You're it's, not getting it's, in. It's coming like a trail off the back of the trench coat. You know, it, you, you got to be stealthy and have enough pockets. You got to <coughs> you got to sew Ziplocs in. That's you, what you're going exactly. For. You got to conserve the smell because they're gonna smell the aroma of that wonderful food you have hidden away. You gotta seal in that freshness. When you're going to see Get Out at a matinee with spaghetti in your pocket. That that sounds grimy. Parmesan. Anyone? Parmesan. Scented humans. Black pepper. Pepper. You should be like, sir, your your body odor is permitting us to say, you cannot come into this film. You smell like cheese. Well, he'll have to go sit outside and eat that spaghetti out of his pocket. Uh, And also, I got to say, it features Childish Gambino and a lot of other good songs in it. So check it out. Oh, nice. You know, I'm a big fan of Childish Gambino. I'm actually ignorant, and I just figured out that that is um, uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, thank you. I always forget. Um, Donald which is Glover. amazing. Seeing a great actor. Um, I, another throw out, Atlanta. Check out Atlanta, people. It's a great show. Um, it's about a rapper that comes up, and Donald Glover plays a friend of the rapper who's a producer, and it's amazing. It's another good nice. throw out. Childish Gambino. Getting an extra one in. You like that? I'm just going to keep... Let's just keep going. Another movie I like is... No, I'm just kidding, people. Now we're going to get into what everyone who gets to this part of the show loves. Our plugs. The crowd favorite. It's what you listen to the show for. You've hung on this long. We know We know you're sticking around for the plugs. All right, people. Let's get this over with. If you want to check us out on the social media networks... You might want to go to Facebook or Instagram, and uh, you might want to search American Slacker Podcast. Furthermore, check out our main hub, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com. And hey, if you're feeling froggy, send us an email and tell us, hey, your show is shit, or your show is great, which we know that's what you really feel. AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter or get at us on Reddit, you can find us at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. That's A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. Amber Slacker podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. That's the easiest way to get the word out. and Let us let people know who'd be interested in this show that we got some cool shit going on. If they're not familiar with podcasts, send them over to our YouTube. We have all of our episodes up there, and we always upload our new ones there as well. And if you're feeling in the mood to break a dance out and jam out a little bit, me and Jesse recommend plenty of great artists on the show every now and again. And uh, you can check them out on Spotify. 
All you have to do is search American Slacker Podcast and you'll be rocking out in no time. Matt is very gracious enough to be curating that music list for us and we thank him for that. I know I listen to it a lot. Ah, well thank you, sir. Yeah. If you want to really be a big help to the show, head over to our Patreon, become a sponsor. We do a lot for our sponsors. We will give you a shout out if you donate a dollar along with giving you the title of being an official American Slacker. If you donate five dollars, we will answer any question that you ask us. Legally obligated, any question. <laughs> one one thing that you also get in donating is the chance to play video games with us at the end of each month. The fourth Saturday, we're starting this up. It's a fairly new thing this month. We're going to be giving out uh, an invitation to all of our helpful listeners to come on and play some Xbox games with us. Hell yeah. And donating to our Patreon, you help us provide more time to donate to, the, to creating a show that you guys listen to on your Monday commutes, um, possibly your Wednesday when we release bonus content. You really help produce this show in general. And you're the whole reason we're doing this. Hell yeah, for the listeners. And if you guys want to get at us on our personal Instagrams or Snapchats, uh, my Instagram is MWGmedia. My Snapchat's a little different. It's G from HP. My personal Instagram is LandersThePlane. It's the same on Snapchat and my gamertag as well. And as always, people, we love every fucking single one of you. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, that's it. There you go. And as always, people, thank you for tuning in. We love every fucking single one of you. Like our mothers. Like our fucking mothers. So, uh, that's it. There you go. What the fuck? Oh, am I saying your part? Yeah, you keep saying my there you go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping one of these one for the time, end. One more time, baby. Whoever's edits this episode, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs>